Shalom to all. Today's office of Amistav Pechas. We are starting to pay Zion over the base, seven lines up from the bottom, the third to last word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mar Samiram Sar, Basab Yaakov Maisha, her Nisham Shadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yachmiel Mordechai, Ben Rabchaim, his Nisham Shadav and Aliyah. Now, yesterday we learned in the Mishnah that if one aide had given testimony that a woman's husband died, we believe him and allow her to remarry. The Gemara now attempts to bring a source for this that Aid Echad is believed even with Isurim. The Gemara says, Midrais Menolan, how do we know that Midrai saw Aid Echad is Naman, Aid Echad is believed? So the Gemara attempts Raya number one, that Tanya have a so the Pesach tells us, He was made known of his chait, of his sin. Not that others made him known of his sin. You might think, that even if he doesn't contradict them, he's going to be potter from a carbon. The Pesach says, The Gemara explains, What exactly is going on in this Brahisa? Even if you want to say, that two people came along and they told him, You did an Avera, so now you have to bring a carbon. And he's not contradicting them. So, What do I need a Pesach to tell me that he needs to bring a carbon? Of course he needs to bring a carbon. It must be the what's the Pasuk talking about? Chad, that one person came and told him that he did not aver that he would have to bring carbon for the And if he does not contradict that one aid, then the aid is believed, and now he would have to bring a carbon. We see from here that one aid is believed, and he would be chayv to bring a carbon in this case. The Gemara says that's not a raya. When we mind the Mehemen, who says it's because we believe this aid echad? Maybe it's because the fellow is quiet and he didn't say anything. And when a person's quiet, it's like he's admitting. We always say silence is an admission of guilt. Maybe that's why he's chayv to bring a carbon. Not because Eid Echad is Behemen, and Teda, you should know that's actually true. Tiktani Seifa, the Seifa, this Brasher says, If two people said, You ate Chelev, which is Asr meat to eat. And he said, I didn't eat it. Putter, he's actually Putter. Rameir Machayev, Rameir says he's Chayev. And our Mayor of Mayor explains, We have a Kavachaymer. Two Adim could bring him to a state where he would get killed, which is much more Chamer. Wouldn't they be able to bring him to a state where he would have to bring a carbon, which is much more Mekel than Misa? Whereas Amrulay the Chamer responds to Rav Mayor, Mayim Yertolaymer, Mezer. You see, if he wanted to, he could have said, "You're right. I did eat chalev, but I ate it b'mezid. I did it on purpose." And in that scenario, he would not be chayv to bring a carbon. So when he contradicts them completely and says, "I didn't eat it at all," he would be believed in that case. And now here's a right that the reason why the guys chayv a carbon is not because edachas mehemin, but because silence is admission of guilt. Reisha pechas on alpha on top. My time come chayv yirabanon. Why in the reisha are the rabanon chayv him a carbon? Ilim mishum de mehemin. If you want to say it's because edachas mehemin, but treba alma in a case when you have two adim, the alpha gavdekom machashlu, even when he contradicts them, inu mehem. They're believed. However, in our case, when he contradicts these two Aidim, so why is it when it's a scenario where there's only one aid and he's not contradicting him that he would be Chayev? Don't say because we believe that one aid. Even if it was two Aidim, we don't believe them. So when it's one aid, it's not because we believe him. Because he's quiet. And silence is an admission of guilt. So we still don't have a riot that Eid Echaz Mehemen. So we have a different attempt. It's a Svara. Just like a case when we have a piece of meat and we're not so sure if it's Chayev or Shuman. Chayev is us. Or Shuman is mutter. And Eid Echad comes along. And he says, I know for sure that it's Shuman. I know for sure it's kosher. The Mehemin, we believe that fellow. Mar says, Me dummy, is that comparable? Over there in the piece of meat, we don't know for sure that it's Usr. It's a suffix. We don't know if it's Usr mutter. Then this fellow comes along and he says, By the way, it's mutter. But Hach over here in the case of our Mishnah is Chazaki Sura de Ishis Ish. We have 100% Isr of Ishis Ish. We know for sure that she's married. So who says that this fellow is believed to come and say that her husband died? And all the more so, whenever we're dealing with Arias, we need to minimum of two people who says one person's believed. And actually, our mission is really more comparable to the case where we have a piece of meat which is for sure chalev. And then an eidachad comes along and he says, I know for sure that it's shuman. He's not believed. We know for sure that it's chalev. So this is even a stronger case in our Mishnah that we should not believe this eidachad that says that her husband died. The Gemara says, Is that case of chalev really comparable to our Mishnah? In that case of chalev, even if a hundred people come and they say that this is not chalev, they're not 
not believed because we know that it's Chelev. But in the case of our Mishnah, if two people come along and say that her husband died, Mehemni, we definitely will believe them. That's a classic case of Adam saying that her husband passed away. So we should for sure believe one as well. So we're back to square one. How do we know that Adach is Mehemni in this case? So where it tells us, it's just like the case of Tevel, Hektish, and Kainamais. In all these cases, Adach is Namon. The Gemara explores, okay, what's the case of Tevel? If you want to say that this produce belongs to him and he came along and he said, by the way, it's not Tevel, I took off all the Shumas and Maestras, so Mishum to be Yadalatakno. The reason why we believe him is not because Eidach is Mehemin, it's because he has the ability to fix it up. But Yadalatakno means he could take Shumas and Maestras off of it, it's his own produce. So Ella, you want to say the Acher, that it really belongs to someone else. So my Kasavar, what are we holding? Ikasavar, if you want to say that we hold it, then when someone takes Shuma from his stuff onto someone else's stuff, we do not need Daz Bailim, we do not need the other person's consent. When Reuven takes Shuma and Meiser from his own stuff in order to Pater Shimon's stuff, he doesn't need Shimon's consent. So then, once again, the reason why we believe Reuven that Shimon's stuff is fixed up is because Reuven has the ability to fix up Shimon's stuff, not because Eidach is Mehemin. And if you want to say that we do need Daz the Amar and Reuven says, I know that Shimon's stuff is fixed up. And you want to say that's a riot that Eidach is Mehemin, that itself. How do we know that's true? How do we know that he's believed to say that Shimon's stuff is all fixed up? We're going to have the same issues with the next thing, Hektish Nami, also with Hektish, when a person was mocked or something, if you want to say that this item has Kedushas Damim, meaning the value of this object has to be given to the base of Mikdash, so the reason why we believe him that now this item is not Hektish anymore is Mishum that's because he could redeem it. And if you want to say that the item itself is Kadash and it cannot be redeemed, so if it's actually his item which is Hektish, and now he's telling you, by the way, it's not Hektish anymore. The reason why we believe him is Mishum That's because he could be shail on it. He promised that this thing is hectic. He could go to the Rav and say, you know what? I renege on that. I want to go back on that. And the Rav can agree to that. The Rav can take away that neder. So that's the reason why I believe him. Not because Eid Echad is Mehemin. Al Acher, you want to say that we're talking about someone else's item which was known to be hectic? For Armor, he says, I know that he was shail on that neder and that this thing doesn't have hectic anymore. Once again, we run to the same issue. He goofamanolan. How do we know that he's believed in that case? How do we know Eid Echad is Mehemin? And this third part, we have the same issue. Even when we're dealing with a kainam, a kainam is when a person says, This thing is usher to me like a kainam, and we're not so sure if that makes it hectic or not. So, if you want to say, Then when a person applies a kainam to something, there is an isr me'ila because it becomes hectic. And now it has kedushas damim, he has to give its value to hectic. So, the reason why he's believed to say that it doesn't have a kainam on it anymore is Mishum that's because he can redeem it. And if we want to say that we hold a me'ila by kainamas, there is no me'ila by kainamas because it doesn't become hectic. And there's just a simple Isser on this object. It's not that it's Kaddish, it's just that there's a simple Isser on it. So once again, day, if it's his object, that's because he could be Shail on his nether and just take off the Isser on the object. That's why we believe him, not because Eidach is Nemon. And now the Acher, you want to say he's talking about someone else's object? But Armani says, I know you done it, the Itchel Mariale, I know that its owner was Shail on his nether and therefore it doesn't have this Isser on it anymore. Once again, he goof on How do we know he's believing in that case? Who says Eidach is Nemon? So Amr Abzair Abzair finally concludes, the reason why this Eid is believed to say that her husband had passed away is because of the Chumrah that were a Machmer on her all the way at the end. If it turns out that her husband really didn't die, we have all these Chumras that the Mishnah tells us we have to place on her. So in the beginning, we're going to be very makel on her and we'll even believe one aid. The Gemara says, We shouldn't be Machmer on her at the end and we won't be makel on her at the beginning. The Gemara says, No, because we don't want her to have the status of an Aguna. Therefore, the Rabbanon were very makel that we believe one aid to come along and say that her husband passed away and it's now incumbent on her to make sure with 100% certainty that her husband did pass away because if not, she's going to have all these chumras on her at the end if it turns out that her husband didn't really pass away. And we have to end the Mishnah that when her husband does come back and she was already married to the second fellow, 
Bezeh, she has to leave both of them. Now, Amar Rav, Rav tells us something that we're going to be focused on for quite some time right now. This was only taught if she got married based off of one aide. One aide said that her husband passed away, then she got married to the second guy, and then her husband comes back, she has to leave both of them. If she got married based off of the testimony of two Adim saying that her husband passed away, and then her husband comes back, Loite says she does not have to leave. And we're assuming right now she doesn't have to leave means she doesn't have to leave her second marriage. The Gemara tells us, They laughed about this din in Eretz Yisrael. This fellow came along, he's standing right in front of us, he's her original husband. And you're saying Loite say that she doesn't have to leave her second marriage? Her original husband is standing right in front of us. Of course she's not allowed to stay married to her second husband. The Gemara says, The whole case is, She doesn't recognize this fellow who's standing in front of her, and he claims that he's her old husband. The Gemara says, If we don't recognize this original husband, so even if she had remarried based off the testimony of one aide, why would she have to leave her second husband in that scenario? We don't recognize this person who claims to be her first husband. So Gemara says, Along with her original husband, two fellows came along with him, and they said, We were with him from when he left until now, and so we know for sure that it's your original husband. And you're just the ones that don't recognize him. It says in the Pasuk, Yosef recognized his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. And This teaches us that when Yosef left his brothers, he didn't have a beard. And when his brothers met him way later, he did have a beard. That's why they didn't recognize him. So it's two Adam that are coming along with his original husband saying, this is your original husband, you just don't recognize him. So when she had gotten remarried based off the testimony of one aide, and now we have two Adam saying that this is her original husband, so then she has to leave her second husband. However, when she had gotten remarried based off the testimony of two Adam, and now we have a different two Adam saying that this is really her original husband, she doesn't have to get divorced from her second husband. The Gemara says, what do you mean? So I say, at the end of the day, we have two verses too. Two saying that her original husband died, two saying that this is her original husband. Someone who's going to be bail her, meaning her second husband who's going to be bail her, he's chayv in Asham Tali. And Asham Tali is a carbon the person has to bring. If he's not so sure if he didn't have era, he would have to bring this carbon. Her second husband now technically would have to bring a carbon because it's a suffix. Maybe her original husband died, maybe he didn't. So Marshishas, he says, no, that's not a problem. We're talking about where she married one of her Adim that testified that her husband died. This fellow doesn't have a suffix whether or not her husband died. He knows for sure her husband died. He's part of the team that gave Adis that her husband died. So he wouldn't have to bring an Asham Tali. The Gemara says, but what do you mean? Who Asham Tali Kaima? She would have to bring an Asham Tali. She doesn't know if her husband died. She's just relying on his testimony. But she still is a suffix, so she would have to bring a carbon. The Gemara says, no worries by Mary's Barley. She says, I'm 100% certain that my husband died. So therefore, neither her nor her new husband would have to bring a carbon and they're allowed to stay married to each other. The Gemara says, if that's really so, if that's really the situation, what's Rav's Chiddush? Even Reb Nachem Reb Yaisi, whom we're going to learn about his sheet in a second, even he didn't say it. Only if it's a scenario where the Edom came and then she got married. But if it's a scenario where she first got remarried and then Edom came to say that her husband didn't die, even Reb Nachem Reb Yaisi didn't say his sheeta there. And what's the sheeta of Reb Nachem Reb Yaisi? The time you have a bride, so I remember Two Adam said that he died and two Adam said that he didn't die. Two Adam said she's divorced and two Adam said she's not divorced. She's not allowed to get married. However, she got married, she doesn't have to be sent out. He says, she does have to be sent out. And he explains, When do I say that she has to be sent out from this new marriage? That's only if Adam came. So now we have two sets of contradictory Adam and then she got married. If she first got married and then the second set of Adam came along to contradict the first said, then she doesn't have to leave. So you see from here that even Rav Nachman who's very machmir, he tells us that if she got married before the second set of Adam came along, she does not have to leave her new husband. So Gemara tells us, you're right, Rav's telling us that she's allowed to 
allowed to stay married to the second husband even when the second group of Adim had come before she got married. And this is Lafukamid Rabbi Nachim Rabbi Yaisi, it's excluding Rabbi Nachim Rabbi Yaisi's Shita. And now, Ekdamri, some say, Taimo, Denise is Vachach Bo Adim. The only reason why she's allowed to stay married is because she had gotten married first and then the Adim came. Avo Bo Adim, Achach says, but if the Adim had come and then she got married, Tate she would have to leave that marriage. Come on, Rabbi Nachim Rabbi Yaisi, Rav is saying, just like Rabbi Nachim Rabbi Yaisi, and what he's trying to say is that I paskin like Rabbi Nachim Rabbi Yaisi, not like the Tanakama. But now, Master Rav, Rav asked the following question on Rav's Shita. How do you know that if this Kayin does not want to divorce the wife he's not to be married to, or he doesn't want to stay away from Tomo, that Dufnai, we beat him, we give him Malkus to make sure that he stays away from this thing that's not good for him. You have to sanctify him against his will. We have to make sure that a Kayin is sanctified. Now, Hechidami, what's the case? When is it that we apply this? Even if you want to say that this woman did not marry one of her Adim, and she's not saying that I'm sure that my husband died, and she married a Kayin, do you have to say that we're going to beat this Kayin, we're going to give him Malkus, tell him that he's not allowed to stay married to her? Of course he's not allowed to be married to her. It's a huge suffix whether or not she's allowed to get remarried. So Elav, it must be that what are we trying to say? That she married one of her Adim, and that aid was a Kayin, and she's saying that I'm 100% sure that my husband died. And Vektani, nonetheless, the Bryce says, that we're going to give that Kayin Malkus to make sure that he does not stay married to her. Alma, we see, that we take her away from him, and she's not allowed to stay married to him. That's not like Rav. So Gemara says, no, when we're dealing with a Kayin, that's totally different. And we're much more machmir when it comes to a kain. Vibai Sam, alternatively, you could say, my dafnai, what does it mean, dafnai, that we're going to force him and we're going to beat him? Dafnai be Adim, it means we're going to overwhelm him with Adim. Before he marries her, we're going to do our best to try to find Adim to prove that he's not allowed to marry her. However, if she ended up marrying him and we couldn't find Adim, so then she's allowed to stay married to this kain. Vibai Sam, alternatively, we could say, Shabo Adim Achachnises. Then we're talking about a scenario where the Adim had come, and so now we have two groups of contradictory Adim, and only then they got married. Now remember this, this entire discussion, we're going along assuming that she's allowed to stay married to the second husband. That's what it means. Loi Tetze, she doesn't have to leave the second husband. Ravashi and Ravashi says, my Loi Tetze took Rav. What did Rav mean when he said Loi Tetze, she doesn't have to leave? Loi Tetze Matera Rishon, she doesn't have to leave the first husband. Even though she got married to the second husband, once his first husband came back, she's allowed to go back to her first husband and there's no problem. The Gemara says, what do you mean? Ha'amar Rav, Chazimna, Rav already said that once upon a time. Did not, we have a Mishnah. Nisus Shalai Bershos, if she got married Shalai Bershos, Muteris Lach Shalai, she's allowed to go back to the original husband. So Gemara says, you're right. One of them was said as an inference from the other. Rav didn't say this statement explicitly twice. He said it only once, and then he made another statement that we inferred from there that this is what Rav holds. So he didn't repeat himself. And now we take it a step further. Amr Shmuel, he says as follows, We didn't teach that she has to be Tetze, except if she didn't contradict him. But if she contradicted him, so then she doesn't have to leave. So now we ask him, what are we talking about over here? If you want to say, that two people came along and said that really your husband's alive, my hava. Even if she contradicts them, who cares if she contradicted them? She's not believed. There's two Adam against her. Of course she's not believed. So Ella must be bechad that if there's one aid that came along and said that really her husband's alive and she contradicted him, so then she doesn't have to leave. And what do we learn from there? Time the The only reason why she doesn't have to leave the marriage is because she contradicted that aid. Hashaska, but if she's quiet and she doesn't contradict him, Tate then implies that she would have to leave this marriage. But now we have a question on that because Ba'amar Ula Ula says, Anytime the Torah says that we believe one aid to say something, it's considered as if there's two Adim over here. And we don't believe one person when he's going against two people. And so that means that the first aid that came along that told us that her husband died, he's really believed like two Adim. So now that we have another aid that says that really her husband's alive, he's not believed because like he's going up against two Adim. Why is it that she would have to leave if she doesn't contradict this one aid? What are we talking about over here with Psuli Eidos? The person that gave Eidos was really Pasol. He says, Anytime the Torah believes one aid, then we go 
after the majority opinion. Meaning when we're dealing with psule edas and we're going to believe the people over here, if we have a couple of contradictory edas over here, we're going to believe the majority opinion even though they're considered puzzle. And therefore, we're going to treat an edas of two women against one man as if it's two men against one man and we're going to believe the two women. Alternatively, we could say if one kosher aid comes originally, even if there's a hundred women testifying against him, that's just like one aid and we would not believe them. What are we talking about over here? That it was a woman that had come originally to give aidos. We could explain as follows. He says, Anytime the Torah believes one aid, so then we follow the majority opinion. And we treat two women testifying against one woman as if it's two men testifying against one man. But if it's going to be two women testifying against one man, that's like 50-50 and we would not believe them. Now we had said that in this scenario where she has to leave both husbands, she needs to get from both of them. The Gemara asks, we understand she would need to get from her first husband because she halachically was married to her first husband. Why would she need to get from the second husband? That was just regular Znos. She was living with him as Znos. She wasn't married to him halachically, so what does she need to get from him for? So Amr Avuna, he answers, the reason why she needs to get from the second husband is people might say, this fellow divorced her, and then this other fellow married her, it turns out an Ishus Ish is allowed to get divorced without a get because she didn't get a get from her second husband. The Gemara says, that's really so. If that's your concern, the Seifa that says, the Seifa is really referring to a Mishnah later on. That Mishnah tells us, if they told her, your husband died, and she accepted Kedushin from someone else, and then her husband came back, she's allowed to go back to him, and she does not need to get from the second one. So Hasam Nami over there also, we should have the same concern. Nema, people might say, Girish said, this one divorced said this other one gave her Kedushin, and Nims says, Ish, it's a get. Turns out that an Ish's Ish leaves with how to get. So Gemara says, you write Lailam get. Really, in that Mishnah, she would need to get from the second one. The Gemara asks, if that's really so, it turns out that this person is remarrying his Grusha after she accepted Kedushin from someone else. She was married to first husband, she thought he died, she accepted Kedushin from another husband, and now she's going back to her first husband. That's like a case of Machsar Grushasai after she got engaged to someone else. So the Gemara says, no problem, it's like Rabbi Keeper, the Amr, he says, if he had divorced her and then she got married to someone else, he's not allowed to remarry her. If he had divorced her and she got engaged to someone else, then he is allowed to remarry her. The Gemara says, hold on, that Seifa says, even though the later one gave her a get, that does not pass her from Kuna. Mechal then implies that she doesn't really need a get, because if she halachically needed a get, why doesn't that get pass her from Kuna? So Gemara says, you're right, in that Seifa and that later mission, she does not need a get. In the Seifa, the reason why it's not going to be a problem not to give her a get is because people are going to say the Kiddushin itself was betos. The Kiddushin itself was a mistake. He was Makadosh on condition and the condition wasn't fulfilled and that's why she was able to leave without a get. So Gemara says, fine, Reisha Nami, even the Reisha as well, she shouldn't have to require a get because Ami, people will say, it was a Nisun by mistake and she shouldn't have to have a get there either. The Gemara says, no, Kansura Abun and the Reisha, the Abun cannot that she has to get a get from the second one as well. Gemara asks, what do you mean? Seifa Nami like a Even in the Seifa, she should have to get this Kanas as well. So Gemara answers, Reisha of the Yisura Kansua. In the Reisha, which is our Mishnah, she didn't Isser. She's living Isser with the second man, so therefore they can ask her that she has to get a get from the second person as well. Seifa, the of the Yisura, in the Seifa, she didn't do any Isser. She never lived with the other person. She only accepted Kedushan from him, like on Surah and the Rabbanan didn't Kanas her, and they said that she does not need to get from the second person, and people are going to assume that there was some sort of mistake with the Kedushan, and that's why she didn't get a get. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to explain the Mishnah. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.